0: Hello and welcome back to the Artifact Super Awesome Podcast, uh, the show that is back for a second week in a row. Isn't that wow. insane, Nikita? Isn't we that we did it.
1: Thing, things are in motion. And things you know what else? <laughs> you know, else was back this week. We actually got two consecutive weeks of information on Artifact.
0: Well, you know, it's almost like those two things, you know, may have caused the other thing, you know. It's very, Uh, very interesting. It was definitely the podcast,
1: the the first podcast that caused them to release a second week of information for sure.
0: I believe so. Honestly, they heard hey, they I I said what what did we say? I said something along the lines of as long as there's new information, we'll do a show. And then boom, this is what happened.
1: (laughs) I can't imagine being a developer now and just watching the subreddit with like the the twenty or so people that are clamoring for a return, and they they have all this stuff going on, and they're they're probably like, I want to say something, I want to say anything, but I I can't. I guess that's there's probably Eric Robson on Twitter. That's what he's been like for the last little while.
0: Um. Well, yeah, I'm sure. I, they also like. I, I think I think there was probably a point. Like, if if we can get into a little bit, but um, like, could they have? announce that they're kind of close like a month ago like yeah but maybe there's a point where you're just like no i am i am i really ready to take that responsibility of like doing more regular updates now
1: you know i think uh valve realized a while ago that they can't announce stuff too early because just delays happen they happen and not just in video games they happen in pretty much any industry if you announce something that's going to be like okay we're working on something next week we're going to have or next month we're going to have something concrete and then you miss that that deadline the next month because of some reason that you know you didn't foresee uh the the community is going to be at your throat everybody your audience is going to be at your throat for that so i'm sure that they didn't want to say anything until they were like locked in they're like okay we got a release plan it's ready all the bugs have been worked out or whatever
0: i just cuz i don't, i kind of wanted to mention just from like a like a stress or like thinking about it level like if you're grinding like nitty-gritty background boring stuff as they say right like Mm -hmm. do you really want to be like hearing the community like speculating and talking what now like now now they're in it you know what i mean now no matter what they do you're probably as you're developing it you can kind of hear that community pressure a little bit but like i imagine like in their eyes like i'm sure they want to like announce it so that people can like hear it like, or so people can get excited, but at the same time, there's another party that's like, well, as long as it's not announced, we can just like put literally bury our heads and like work on it, you know, and not be that's focused true. on community yeah. reactions, right?
1: It's crazy that is under a year. Apparently the first version of Artifact took four years to develop, or I guess they probably had a very limited amount of developers that accumulated over time, but. I,
0: I kind of feel like they, they had a the concept right away and then it just like took that long because uh the less people work working on it possibly until like yeah. really right up to the lead up um to be fair like well actually if if i may and then then i'll kind of i'll kind of throw to you to uh lead the rest of the show um do you think that if they had released this game three years before they did like let's just say they made the game in a year maybe it was a little less polished um but there was really good concepts would, would would there be a possibility that more people would be interested in it
1: i mean I don't know. I after wasn't it after how many years after Hearthstone was the big the big uh, online TCG boom? Was that was that a year after or was that like two years after? Like, do you remember anything for that?
0: Uh, I'm trying to remember now. Like Hearthstone, I feel has been around for five years, right? Yeah. Or so Let, let's just say around five years. So the, I, I'm I'm talking about right around that time, like like at, in a time where Hearthstone was just released and they're like, hey, we're going to do our own card game. If they if they literally released it right after, would people clamor for it? or Would people be like,
1: eh? I don't know. I mean, there was a period of time since like Portal 2 that Valve was just wasn't releasing any sort of games. They kind of were just developing their technologies and Steam and like backend stuff. I mean, I guess they were shipping updates for Dota 2 and CSGO, but I think regardless of what it was, Artifact or not, three years ago, I think it probably would have made the same amount of uh, noise just because it was a brand new Valve game in a genre that, I mean, I don't think anybody expected them to tackle uh if it came out before apparently and i think i'm I may, I may be wrong on this but apparently artifact was conceptualized and began development before hearthstone was released if artifact came out before hearthstone i, I gotta it be honest
0: better it i don't way know. better
1: i don't know if i mean it would have done better but i don't know if the 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 genre would have taken taken off like it was because Hearthstone was amazing because it was accessible first, you know, your grandma can play and and pop off and do sick combos, but I don't I don't think my grandma could pick up artifact and 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 time of triumph, you know, game 1.
0: I'll I'll say this much. Okay, your grandma could definitely time of triumph. Anyone can time a triumph. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: Um but
0: <laughs> that's the I'm going to win now a card for most games. Fair that's not, also not true, which is, you know, the complexity and i guess to to, to your point of simplicity being good um but i'll say this much the model or the pay model and having card game enthusiasts that were used to paying for all this stuff before hearthstone would have worked better at least that's my theory you know
1: that's true i think we've seen too many different kinds of card game economies now that I, I think a lot more, a lot more develop, developers are comfortable being more generous nowadays. But I mean, the whole—I I think this is fairly documented. But the whole reason, like Artifact had the economy model that it did, was because Richard Garfield was heralding the Magic: The Gathering online model, which works for Magic: The Gathering online because it was a game that's been out for. I mean, since 2000, uh, since 2003 is coming on to do two decades now, and they have a lot of different game modes and a lot of different, you know, in-game tournament stuff. They the, basically, the framework is there for a big game that you don't need to necessarily worry about making people pay uh, for most stuff. And but- that's,
0: that's that's why I'm comparing it to Hearthstone, right? Because like with Hearthstone success, there's also, I think the online trading card game kind of had this thing of like, <clears throat> hey, I can pay for packs. Um or I can like get if not the whole at least at least a lot of the set just by playing, you know? I think there was a yeah. bit of that mentality that was developed. And had that not been developed, had Hearthstone not been released and artifact was released, perhaps there would have been, I guess, a greater chance for success, because people would people who weren't familiar with this online trading card game genre but were familiar with trading cards could kind of be like, okay, this is just another trading card game. You know what I mean? Like I can justify the purchases. Um, as opposed to, okay, Hearthstone has been successful for three years. Uh, and now we or whatever the timeline is, I I, 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 this is by no means exact, but, um, whatever the timeline is, Hearthstone has been out it's been successful and people are like, okay, it's a new trading online trading card game. Uh, why are we paying for it? Like we pay for cards, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know if we went over this before and we probably have, but what, what's your opinion on, do you like buying and selling cards from like between players or do you like Hearthstone's model?
0: Uh I th- well, okay, so if they're real cards I still think it's significantly overpriced, but I do understand the feeling of trading and buying selling cards. I, I think in an online format, just the worth of each card is
1: it just feels worse. You know That's what fair. I mean? There's nothing like, tangible. There's nothing you can pick up, I guess.
0: Listen, I bought I, I bought uh I don't even know did i i don't know whatever i got like a, a dark magician at some point in my Yu-Gi-Oh collection and i'm like oh this is a nostalgia card for me this is great mm-hmm. and it's really not worth anything but there, i have the card and i'll look at it sometimes and be like wow cool childhood you know um yeah. uh i will never have that attachment with any hearthstone card or artifact card and i think people just have to accept that that there there is something as much shiny you know, shiny pieces of paper are much more attractive to us than shiny things on the computer screen,
1: you know? <laughs> okay. I agree with that. However, what do you, what do you prefer? Cause, cause objectively I think artifact has, or or, or I guess cards in a model like artifacts have more tangibility, if that's a word than a hearthstone, because you can, you can sell them and you can gain back some sort of currency, Uh, or you can buy them and it's the price is based off of a player run economy so to say
0: yeah so at this point i'm at a point where the more accessible the game is like pay like how much am i putting into the game is is so much more important and that's i think that's due to due to oversaturation like let's just say this was the only card game i played right Mm -hmm. would like i'm gonna i'm gonna frame this question as if artifact was the only card game i had right and i was like would i rather or, or would I be willing to spend more money and give some kind of inherent value to these cards and i think the answer is still no like i still think it it just feels you know what it is too especially with online games this like um this you know loot box type uh feel of like i I, well, I guess that's more related cost i'm just trying to think this through but but like my point is i feel like a lot of online games try to do anything they can to possibly take your money mm-hmm. and so because of that right because of kind of that dlc whatever aspect of it, it it's like why like those are games i tend not to play right like i mm-hmm. don't play games that have lots of expansions on top of them that I keep buying and buying right i'll either buy a full game or i play multiplayer online games so for me it's a multi-online player game, which I'm essentially paying a whole bunch of stuff um, that allows me to play the base game as opposed to a DLC, which is still sometimes not justifiable for me. Anyway, I think I think the point is I'm not as willing to spend money as I used to be on, on these games, right? Mm. Um, and I think my attachment to a game won't be like to the cards itself even if they do have inherent value but it'll be the amount of time that i did enjoy the game and i think the more time i actually spent playing the game the more likely i am to to remember it fondly as opposed to like oh there's these like a couple really cool cards you know
1: okay yeah i think that's completely fair uh similarly yeah i don't have any sort of uh i think emotional connection to i don't think any sort of digital card i've ever had that i would maybe have. they
0: need an anime i've I said this before but like <laughs> you may release an anime all right the kids can build up an emotional connection
1: i mean that's what we right? want that's from a every... young age
0: and then in a decade they'll be like oh my goodness this axe card he was such a hero in the anime dude He was just you know or he was such a cool villain and then they'll remember it nostalgically and they'll like open their artifact game. And-
1: I mean, most of the, I mean, that's, there's actually some like credibility to that because most of the strongest IPs ever, you know, like Mario Pokemon, they were emotional connections that were cultivated at a very young age. So, I mean, that's, that's, to- that's actually a totally a fair strategy. If you want, if you want to have that really strong, you know, I, I guess build it up. Then you just, you just shove it in front of kids and hopefully, hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll bond, they'll bond with it.
0: Well, it's so interesting too. And like, this is kind of taking away from the car game space a little bit. Right. But, um, it's, I think the best part right now, especially if you look at a lot of what Nintendo's done recently, uh, with Mario Odyssey and, uh, um, let's just say, uh, Legend, Zelda, breath of the wild breath of the wild right where they've taken old ips and then applied completely new concepts or been really creative with their implementation right and mm-hmm. so they didn't have to worry about having successful ip per se they just they could actually focus on gameplay mechanics and designing a game which is i think i think if you are a new ip right like that's why you know Artifact in some ways like to, let's just say instead sort of artifact right uh that was based on the dota lore uh valve went okay we're going to create a completely new game with no uh like lore backing right That then it just becomes like i think that uh, is actually impossible mm-hmm. right like I why would i very hard why would i care about this because now you have to first convince me about the ip and then you have to convince me about the gameplay mechanics or the other way around you have to first convince me the gameplay mechanics and then be like okay i have enough lore for me to care or, or to be somewhat drawn to this even if i think the mechanics are decent i don't know it is it is kind of crazy
1: how how much it makes sense for uh, MOBA game developers <laughs> like Riot and Dota to all of a sudden just transfer into a completely different genre from like an action sort of RTS type game to a turn-based co- digital card game and that they, the, the transition actually ends up being very natural because of the way I, they set up the rules hmm. and all that.
0: And I think it's just the fantasy element, honestly. I think there I think most people who play card games there's an acceptance of um like I think anyone who's play card games like there has to be some kind of magic mystery right even pokemon right like there is, is there they're, they're kind of more magical and, and like uh right there's a lot of different colors like you know what I mean there's there's a yeah, lot to sure. that yeah. yeah. it takes csgo like it's just not going to work like That's true
1: and allegedly they said I remember Game News saying during development they didn't say we want to make you know, everybody has a card game, we'll make a Dota card game. They said, we want to make a card game first. And then they tried out, apparently, all of their IPs and see which one they could apply. Which, I mean, it would have been interesting to see, like, a Portal card game or a TF2 card or even a Half-Life card game. But I think, yeah, end of the day, it's it would have been weird if it wasn't Dota. I think Dota is the most
0: it, established Yeah, it, and it doesn't... I mean, like, all those things, I feel like they there needs to be a large base of characters that you can use for a lot of different cards. So I think that's why Dota works so well.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. But yeah, like just to go back to an earlier point, I personally, I don't know in terms of like spending money on something and having like permanence, I've never felt bad about spending money or I I guess I didn't feel as bad spending money in artifact because I knew that I could recoup the cost of whatever it was I purchased at some point in the future. You know, however, lower it would end up being like if i bought a card for 50 cents i knew that in the future you know worst case scenario it might drop for to like a quarter but that's still an amount i get back i guess technically all all crafting systems work in much of the same fashion but uh i don't know because there was another player at the other side of this transaction that felt more uh, i guess my the cards i felt had a little bit more tangibility if that's a word uh to me personally but
0: No, no. I well, yeah. I guess like they haven't. They have actual monetary value, right? Yeah. Um, But I'm just, yeah. I I think I think part of this discussion is so at this point so lost because we're, we're, you know, we're the regardless regardless we've spent enough time with modern like online internet card games that we're like we don't we don't want to pay for electric cards. That's true.
1: And you know, hey, based off of the update we got last week valve has heard us apparently they've heard to the great community now there is no uh buying or selling of gameplay components cards specifically gameplay components i mean Mm -hmm. they're obviously going to be making money somehow through cosmetics be it foils or boards or i mean there's there's a whole suite of things you could do um but that was last week and this week we got another update the whole point the whole point of the episode we got an update on moon day uh, april 6, twenty twenty looking forward looking back um, and this update had some just out of the blue card spoilers brand new card spoilers uh, so what was what was bizarre to me so if car, card new card spoilers really cool, but as we know last week and as we know now, based off of the you know information that we have through the card spoilers. Uh the gameplay of artifact is going to be changing. I think I think we may have touched on this a little bit uh last week. I don't know how far we got into it. We said it was mm-hmm. an it was inevitability. It kind of just can't, you know, relaunch with just a new set of features. It I probably wouldn't make the same impact because a lot of people did have issues with the gameplay, uh, however correct or not they were, even though it's all um pretty subjective. Uh but yeah, there's a new rule set and we got card spoilers. We still don't we still don't know what the rule set is. Uh <laughs> So I don't know. It's kind of an awkward thing because these cards that we're seeing, they could be the best cards in the game. They could be completely broken and they could just be complete, you know, draft chaff. We, we wouldn't know. I don't know how to, I feel like it's very hard to evaluate. And I gotta be honest. I think it's kind of bizarre that they did this. I don't, what, okay, what are your So
0: I've, I, I have a couple of things to say. Uh, let me let me just get this out of the way uh i think uh i think we should uh petition valve to change all their artwork to the uh temporary artwork that yes they, the whole to... game just needs to be like cartoony quick quick like sketch drawing styled yeah. uh i think i think that's really what's missing or um, a checkbox
1: okay. at least <laughs>
0: um yeah i need i need more uh uh scroll down boxes uh, all over your screen so that my tournaments are better um i think that's where you're going with it if not i'm sorry uh (laughs) no okay uh let me focus so yeah we we have them we we know what the cards do we do not know um how how the gameplay is changing so therefore I think this this is definitely a good opportunity for podcasts, which are the best at speculating about stuff they know nothing about. This is yes, definitely our good. realm, yes, of expertise. Shall we say, if we have extrapolate
1: one, extrapolate from nothing, just from the thinnest amount of information.
0: And so, I, th- I think what we could do. Well, we'll definitely go through them. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe once once we kind of look at what what they do, uh, I, I can say a little bit more about them. Is there anything in the first couple paragraphs that you kind of see as really important before we move on to the cards?
1: Um, it's it's just more of you know stuff that they're trying to address concerns. Uh, they mentioned something. Uh, those from the founding players' artifact, the people who played extensively built a collection. Uh, they they want to compensate those players somehow, but they said that they. Don't really know how, which is kind of interesting, um, but yeah, it seems like they're focusing on gameplay first. That that's that that was basically the the sum. And then they gave an artifact beta feedback at valvesoftware.com email address, so we could give them uh, beta feedback for the beta that's not out. I guess I don't know. I guess we could give them feedback. maybe it's
0: already out. You don't even know, dude.
1: Very true. I mean, in which case. I, I mean, I don't know. It's another bizarre choice, but hey, you know, it's I'll take anything at this point. I'll take okay, bizarre to be
0: answer. fair, like their beta feedback could be at this point, literally like 10 people that they've given it to.
1: That's true. I mean, uh, they said they wouldn't do that anymore. Or last week they said that it would be random. But I mean, I'm sure there's obviously some sort of. Okay.
0: okay. So
1: like.
0: I think I think to be fair to them, they have to probably give it to people who are high level players. Uh, in the beginning or just play a lot of card games i'd be like what do you what are your honest thoughts about this I'm- um but like because disregarding what he said what was the big problem of the way that the original game released it was because essentially streamers were given the game early and not only that they used them on their streams right um and so of course these streamers because they're hyping up a new game because they want a lot of people watching that they hyped they hyped it up um and it kind of backfired because yeah. they weren't, they wouldn't be honest about the way it is. If you give like a couple pl- like key people that you trust, and they're like, "Hey, you've played a lot of card games. Is this fun to you? Um, what can we change? What do you like? What do you not like?" Um, I don't think that's the end of the world, right? Obviously, you want a random sample, but you also want to look at, you know, like uh, pro players. Can you bring them in at, at all? Like, and it's also the bigger thing is like you're not giving them the ability to stream these. Like, you give them beta key, but you're like, you're not allowed to talk. Well, maybe you can talk about it, but you can't stream it. I don't know. I don't, like, I feel there's a way you could do this better. What would you want to say on this?
1: I mean, one of the one of the things I think I remember people talking about when they were in the closed beta, I think someone may have mentioned this, that any if there was any sort of, uh, I guess, negative or constructive feedback, they felt like it wasn't necessarily addressed immediately. And that is part of the, I think, a problem that I don't know if it's solvable with a card game. If you have a problem with a card games, like a mechanic, like let's say you had a problem with artifacts, unlimited hand size, unlimited bore size or whatever, or you had a problem with the arrow RNG. If you, You know, if you say, hey, that's a problem, and if the developers recognize that it's a problem and then they change it, you have to go back and change all of the cards within the game. And these are cards that have been play tested, you know, fine tuned Mm -hmm. over all the course of the time. And you have to essentially scrap that and start over, which is why I think it's really hard to. I don't know that kind of feedback is really hard to give even though that's the kind of feedback that you want to give and that you want to see applied is gameplay stuff because I don't know the rules of a card game are pretty important as soon as but as soon as they are made and the card set starts getting developed I mean they're pretty much locked in
0: yeah and I mean I just wanted to also mention that uh, the reason that the the limited card thing uh, was broken and shouldn't be in the game is because I could not play on my laptop because I could not scroll
1: Um, but (laughs) I mean, also mobile. I don't know how they would have, what kind of wizardry they were going to do to make it uh, mobile supported. But I mean, some people... No, 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 because in
0: mobile, you literally just swipe. But I could not physically swipe with my mouse. So like, you could see less if I was ever played on my laptop without a mouse. My point is, it was not accessible to players that did not have mice, all right? I'm just
1: you could have i for sure you could have bound something i'm sure you could have rebound Oh, it's, it's
0: probably there's probably some setting that i didn't find no 100 percent. uh but but to your point um uh you're gonna have to remind me where we were because
1: now <laughs> uh so changing gameplay stuff well my main issue is they have yeah. beta feedback and what what kind of feedback can we give i guess we can give feedback on card balance but if people want to give feedback on I don't know, like lane mechanics, game design, like design. That's really hard in CS:GO. You'd have to like, oh, this gun's OP, tune it down. But you'd have to,
0: like, if you wanted that honest feedback from people that aren't involved with the game and they're they have no vested interest in whether or not the game, like, like they're not they're from business side, they're not there. They just want you're just like, honestly, what do you think of the game? They would have to be at the table when you're redesigning the core concepts of the game yeah you know what i mean um so i think that will be the most interesting thing right because people are i think they're i've said this like i think before in in, like many different ways i I do not envy the people trying to develop this game because they both they walk the tightrope of hey this community this community want to support um but the community is also 200 people all right that's true like it's a community of 200 it's a really close to community and i actually really enjoy it but it's 200 people and it's like do we satisfy them or do we try to find a game that can actually uh net us a bigger um you know or or, or design it in a way that will net us a bigger audience i guess it has Um, to be
1: like what your objective is like do you want a core fan base or do you want mass appeal i don't know what's better. uh,
0: coincidentally this is also what i'm struggling with currently in my rock no
1: (laughs) no interesting (laughs) Well, it, it all lives together.
0: Well the 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 well, okay, let's let's talk about a small community versus uh larger appeal, right? Um the benefits of the smaller community is that uh one, I think everybody who's there, they're there, they're diehard, they they really enjoy it. They're part of it. You've cultivated um kind of this everybody loves this thing that you know whether it you know I'll take my Rocket League podcast or whether it's the artifact game. Um, this is the stuff that everyone's enjoys, right? Um, and from the developer or, you know, in my case, the podcast's point of view, obviously I want to grow and bigger and have more people enjoy my content slash the game in Artifact, right? As this analogy is going to hold. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously I want them to grow, but if I change too much, then obviously I'm going to lose my core base. Or, uh, you know, the core base might struggle a little bit and hopefully the idea is, and I'm sure Artifact is hoping for this as well, even if they do change a lot, of the things it still resembles enough and you still um communicated enough with the original core group and a lot of them were like hey this is different this isn't kind of what it used to be but i know you want it to grow and we're gonna grow with you right that's kind yeah. of the goal that's the hope um because uh you know i i think i think as much as people definitely uh, enjoy the game um and I think I think the game has stuck around now because there has been so many people that that have kept it. Um, it it is it is not fun seeing like only two hundred people playing your game. You know, fair. Um, I, I'll I'll say this much, right? I'm I'm currently um, man. I keep talking about other podcasts I'm on, but but there is a point to it, so. Uh, I'm currently working on Age of Empires 1 podcast, right? The Definitive Edition came out. And so I'm going into this community blind, right? A community that's existed essentially for two decades. And it's kind of re-popped up now that there's like a a couple months ago, they released a a graphics update and stuff, right? Um, And it's so weird because I'll go online if I want to find a multiplayer match if if you find the quick find button, it's a set of rules that the community doesn't use at all. Like, okay. is is that not bizarre to you? So like Definitely. the quick, the quick find match button puts you at a slower speed in the game and a less of a population limit. Um, so the community is like, no, this is what we do. So what you have to do is you have to make a custom game and you have to set those presets and then hopefully you find someone, but literally that person could have played the game for the last two decades. So you might just be completely destroyed. Right. Mm-hmm. um and i think maybe that's another big thing and this is definitely something we talked about an artifact where uh a lot of new players would, would go in and be like how do i even beat this one they have a better deck than me but two like this most of the people i'm playing have 100 hours and i'm just starting right
1: i mean isn't that always a problem though isn't that always like uh you well it's not a pr- it's is. not a
0: problem in games that uh keep either developing at least enough new people um, or have a large enough player base that they're, they're still low-end rung, right? Um, so, like, let's just, just say I take I take Overwatch, right? Yeah, There will always be players on the lower end. So, like, if you tune in and you're playing for the first time, and you might just get a bunch of eight-year-olds, right? Um, but they're at the level you currently are, right, when you play that first game, mm-hmm. right? You, you're all going to be relatively... Like, the system does well enough that... There's no one that's so outshining everyone else, right? Um, let's just say Starcraft, right? Starcraft starts running to that problem for new players, obviously, because, um, they most of the community has now moved up to a level, um, where like a majority of players reside in the diamond level, which used to be reserved for a top 10%, and now it's about 50%. Um, but they still have enough new players or players, which this is another thing, who are playing a new race because there's three races in that game, so there's three different things you can choose. They still have enough players, um, in the, that might be trying something new, trying different race where they're, they're essentially their skill level kind of reverts back to like a lower level. So if you're a new player, there's a chance you're playing against someone that's more equal to your skill. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but but an artifact, you're kind of stepping in. And because there's 200 players, like right, let's just say there's 10,000 players. Well, the hopefully there's a slightly bigger lower end, right? So that new players can have a chance to kind of get in and get familiarized with the game. Um, if you have, uh, you know, 50,000 players, you want to you want at least to have a slow trickle of new players so that the new players can play each other at least, right? Yeah. Um, but with 200 players, like the the fear and the problem is always, I'm stepping in and like this person, I I don't even know how, what all this does, and this person is just destroying me, right? The
1: the, tr- the trickle-in or, point... Or
0: yeah. can I can't find a match!
1: <laughs> yeah. The trickle-in thing is very valid. I I mean, you could make an argument, I guess, that if they just have uh, lowered the barrier of entry, you know, have a very robust tutorial system or something like that, or a very aggressive skill-based matchmaking, but yeah, again, the problem, if, if there is only such a small amount of players, chances are, and especially if it's a... I, I feel like like a... a a cult type game, a community like this, then yeah, you are entering a community of jaded veterans and that might make your first experience. But for some, some people like that, I don't know. I like personally, I like getting into those games that have all of this like set up, stuff already and there's this like all of these like metas and all of these like old people and everybody and I, I, I mean i guess then the other nice thing with small community is that you see a lot more familiar names and all of the names aren't you know necessarily like big big streamers they're all very small streamers small time content creators but you know they've stuck out because of their love of the game but i think yeah for the long-term health i think you have to no matter how much you love the current rule site or something you have to agree that uh you know Ch- changes need to happen so to that point what do you think is the one uh gameplay component if you could only name one of artifact that makes artifact artifact that if they remove this gameplay component you would feel that it's not artifact anymore or not artifact as you have come to uh enjoy it Nikita,
0: man you are so good at asking that question because i thought you were going somewhere and i'm like you have <laughs> asked me this question 10 million times uh and then you then you switch it around with me by, ta- by talking about which component do i want to keep
1: Yeah. I'll I'll give you my answer. My answer is (laughs) the three lane system. I think if they remove that.
0: I thought of it. And the more I think about it. I hate that I think about it. But the more I think about it, the three lane system is both what makes Artifact Artifact, but also the most difficult thing for someone who doesn't know what's going on to look at.
1: Okay. So with that, then if we both agree on that, um, do you like the change? Because this is a confirmed change that they mentioned that you are going to be able to see all three lanes always. And that's how you will play the game,
0: man. That's going to be so difficult from a UI like perspective. Like how are you going to make that look good?
1: Okay. Well, that. Oh, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Just lines, dude. Just lines. Just like like it's just your screen is just separated by like this very thin line, just straight down in thirds. That's how you're looking at the game from now on. I
1: mean I mean potentially okay, but here's another thing. So one of the rumored changes from Valve News Network, um I mean it's a rumor, it's not confirmed, but one of the things he said that Artifact is also going to change is that there's going to be a five unit board limit on each lane. What do you think of something like that?
0: I think it makes a lot of sense. I think that makes actually a lot of sense. Because if you are remember, we're trying to simplify the game but keep keep some part of its integrity intact. So we're keeping Mm -hmm. the three lanes, but like let's have less information to digest, right? Mm -hmm. But I also want to keep items and stuff like that. Like other stuff that kind of made it fascinating. So
1: well I think we're we're I mean we're getting those based off the card spoilers here, but I, I think I'll, I also agree with you that it... Yeah, I, I agree that it is a good change. Uh,
0: I also want to say, like, I think having a limit of cards on the field actually does lead to some more complex thinking when you play the game. Um, because when there's time... Ta- there's, there'll be times where you're trying to push tempo, trying to push tempo, and there'll be other times where you're like, there's this useless unit that is on this one board and I can't get rid of it. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, and i think well we've talked about this in uh sorry i guess we haven't talked about this in our legends or terror show um but i think that's one thing that i noticed in that thing is like because you're hitting that limit all of a sudden you're like okay like what do i want uh to leave on the board and then the cool thing is when that happens you can also be like okay there's this like useless minion let me just like attack or let it die you know what i mean
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, which which, is a resource
0: yeah, it gives it gives a there's a different depth of strategy that I find in that than I don't that I definitely like in Yu Gi Oh and in like you definitely don't feel in Yu Gi Oh right Cause Yu-Gi-Oh, because Yu Gi Oh because the fact you contribute some and stuff like having a full board means that you can just tribute some in the next card like like if you have a bigger card if that makes sense right mm-hmm, yeah. just the the way the nature of the game works um so in Hearthstone very rarely do i think the board size like really affects it and that's also because you don't swing right that's true um so i think i think that's the big thing it's because there's a swing that all of a sudden the board size feels more effective
1: i mean i i also i there's a lot of reasons i mean uh one one of the things that people complained about with uh the original artifact rule set was that uh Player said it felt bad or it sometimes didn't make sense to kill your own uh, heroes, even though that's what makes. Oh, sense yes. Otherwise. But in this case, you would have more of a reason to because you could mentally be like, oh, OK, well, it's opening up a slot for a different unit. If my board size is full, I feel like there's more layers to that. Again, it's not a confirmed thing. We don't know. But I think that change lines up with the whole three boards on one screen because if they're just going to have scroll bars for for every single, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they solved it somehow. I don't know. Maybe they have, but that change, that rumored change, honestly, makes a lot of sense to me. Also,
0: okay, well, like honestly, I feel you should be able to left, right keyboard instead what? of like instead of hopping from lane to lane, like you, instead of having a scroll bar at the bottom, you just click the left or right arrow on your keyboard,
1: and it'll scroll for you, or.
0: Yeah, and scroll left and right. I
1: mean, yeah, there's I'm I like, that. again, if it's a salt if they assuming it's they, if they're comfortable having three boards on one screen, because I think that is probably another thing that people had issue with, especially like if you're watching a streamer and you're like, Oh, okay, I don't remember what went on in like the first two lanes or I missed it because I was watching something else, or uh having everything on one board on one screen, it may be easier for people to parse that are playing the game, and it's probably easier to parse for those that are viewing the game, which is another I guess, issue that people brought up with Artifact a lot. So
0: Yeah, and this is so interesting, right? Because the idea of the three lanes is taking it from Dota and from MOBAs in general, yeah. right? And I think the truth is when you watch or play a MOBA, you're only thinking about one lane most of the time and some Completely other true. one or yeah. two major objectives on the map, right? Um, if there's a gank, that means all of a sudden all the focus turns to one lane, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think because of the way that artifact happens where you're kind of constantly shifting from lane to lane. I think that also adds to maybe some uh, more difficulty into getting into the game because all of a sudden you have to, you, you have to focus on things that are going on, in multiple lanes all the time you know
1: yeah and again for the, i mean the artifact fans listening i'm it's not saying that like more complexity is inherently a bad thing i think we're just saying that that was a part that was a huge thing that made the game more complex and less accessible which is i mean i think part of the reason why i, I think everybody can agree that part of the reason of its failure i mean you don't have to want to you know and it's not cool to say like oh just make it easier for casuals nobody wants that to happen to their game but you know there's I think there's layers there's like adding and removing things there's i think you can still make a complex game and have it you know be accessible
0: yeah I, and yeah and to, like because i've always stated that i feel this is some at times the most complex game i've played like especially card game mm-hmm. and then at times i i felt like there wasn't much to do um and i think you've heard me complain about this before i, I don't know if complain is the right word but where i got to a point where it's like Okay, so I'm just playing around annihilation now, and because I need initiative, I'm not going to do anything, and I'm just going to wait. <laughs> yeah, you know, sure, like where yeah, you're, the because there are such major, like game-changing cards, you'd have to wait multiple turns just to get initiative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I guess I guess that's just another point of, for me, it's it's like, are, is that more about card design? Um, will this five person per lane change that perhaps right? Maybe making it so that like one lane isn't gonna die as fast. Maybe possibly that's just, I don't know. Like I'm just I'm kind of I'm kind of spitballing here.
1: <laughs> I mean it's yeah it's I don't know. I mean there's a lot. There's another thing that I mean uh, if we go by I mean the pattern. Hopefully next Monday we should be getting these I guess rules now piecemeal. Uh yeah, give us the rule book, Valve. I emailed them. I I I you know I asked them, I said, hey, thank you for being communicative. Uh you know, but love. You actually
0: emailed them? We haven't done a power dude.
1: And right. I, I emailed them and I asked for a rule book, and they're like, We hope to get that out in time. And you know, I guess I don't know what I expected. But Nikita,
0: you're you know what? I need I need you to forward that to the official uh weekly ASAP at gmail.com account. For uh, sure, and we're gonna we're gonna get our people on it, you know.
1: <laughs> sure, awesome, yeah. <laughs> Let's get it done. Uh, I guess we should should we should we we should get to the cards. We should get to the cards. Realistically, I know it's forty minutes in, and I know we did a whole preamble about how, uh, or I did a whole preamble about how we can't really evaluate these cards off of the very limited information that we have. But I mean, I, I guess we can get to it. Well,
0: uh, I'll say this much and I think I think I've said this before the reason that I really like last week's show is cuz when we talk about artifact there's so much outside of just like what is going on currently with the game that I, that we can talk about and I just love that part. So anyway.
1: Yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> there's so much to say and there's so much to say on like why it failed, why it didn't, what we liked about it, what we didn't. It's yeah, no, we could we could have where it's heading,
0: it what's yeah. new Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, first card. Marana um i don't okay this is this is a big brain fart moment that's super embarrassing marana was marana in the base set all
0: was these marana? cards were not in the base set i'm gonna that's my that's my guess
1: okay Wow. I don't remember. if Mar- Yeah, I don't think Marana was because a black hero, there was Phantom Assassin. There was. Oh, God. All right. I should have looked this up before. OK, regardless. I'm sorry, Artifact fans. I'm sorry. It's been a year. I, I long hauled. I mean, I've been playing the game periodically, but with the decks that I had, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, regardless, Marana, here's the uh, I guess the highlights. Marana has a pretty standard stat line for a black hero. Stats overall have been scaled to around 60 percent of the original game. So this could probably mean that they're changing the health size. Did you like the uh, win two out of three or win one lane super hard? Did you like Did you like that mechanic?
0: I think it was fine. I think they're going to try to make it wait. So I guess I've scaled to around sixty percent. Does that mean that everything is less?
1: Yeah, I believe so. So all the
0: lanes will be like twenty.
1: Um, one thing that I think people are saying, I don't think they're going to do twenty five twenty fives anymore. Um, I think people have sort of been saying that that might be, because that was a very,
0: I mean, 25,
1: 25. So, you know, the, uh, the twenty five twenty five unit the, uh, I don't remember it was a rampaging palace. Was it or?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, obviously. Cause, cause it, yeah. Well, it, it, and it especially does... so if health is lowered, every stat has to be lower in the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, do they want the games to be faster in general? Uh,
1: that's a good point. I mean that was one of the things that people complained about before. When I say people, I mean just just general consensus. I'm not saying it was objectively correct or incorrect. I just saying that was the notion that I got. Um yeah, a game of Artifact was pretty long, I think. Wasn't it like 30 to 40 minutes, wasn't that? I think when Like when was-
0: I, you spent you played one game of Artifact the, the usually the, the length of a mobile game almost. So I think yeah. that that is not that I think it's a bad thing, but you'd play one or two games and you'd be done. You know, you're like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's the truth. Like, I mean, it's kind of that way with chess as well, right? Um, people who are very good at it, it's like they're because if they take their time and they they, they think it's like you play one or two games and your mind's already tired, right? Um, so may, maybe it's more. I think in general the, the game should be slightly shorter, if possible, but.
1: Yeah, which yeah, which I think is also correct. I think everybody likes a. I, I think I think for most I think for most players I think a shorter game is is also better as long as, as long as it's fun. I mean, yeah, I don't know. The people were talking about fatigue, especially with artifacts complexity game that we're talking about. It, it, it was it did when the game's dragged on, it was really annoying because there were so many things to account for. So it 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 was exhausting. Yeah. Once time. again,
0: beautiful. I love that part of the game. I only want to play one game a day though. When that happens, you know.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, totally fair uh but yeah back to morana leap gives her excellent mobility and can be used defensively and defensively so uh i guess let's get to the card so morana is a black hero that is a 4-4 four, for four attack and four health and her active ability leap is on a three turn cooldown and a one mana cost move morana to an adjacent lane give morana and new neighbors plus two attack this round mm. uh so it's similar to if i remember correctly winter wyvern um the Winter Wyvern reduced the effect, but it has the same sort of uh, moving around sort of mechanics, which I, I seem to remember there wasn't a whole lot of an original artifact. You,
0: you know what I like about this? Like what I can tell right away is it, is it moves it to an adjacent lane. So that means um you can't. It means if you are on the. Wait. If you are on the far lanes, you can't necessarily move to the other far lane?
1: yeah that makes sense to me too i think that's the
0: which which is different from how a lot of the effects in artifact work right um so i just i think that's pretty cool so it's like you can't you can't just be like i magically need you know blink that's why blink takers were so important because they're like we can magically teleport anywhere uh Mm -hmm. so so this is more just like no like you're kind of hopping around a bit and and you you have to have I guess this gives a little bit of playability against it, right? And obviously, once again, this is a speculative uh, podcast BS, right? Um, but <laughs> uh, the the point is, um, it's a lot easier to see, like, oh, it's not, okay, Mirana's showing up in that lane. It's like, if you want to go from the right lane to the left lane, you actually have to go through the middle. So the opponent can kind of see where you're heading or kind of where you're going, as opposed to, like, oh, nope, Blink Dagger now, all of a sudden they're here, you know?
1: I think it's also a bit of a flavor one because uh, I mean you have in in Dota or in many MOBAs you have a hero in the mid lane that's uh, uh, perhaps good at roaming so that they can go top or bot to gank if necessary so you keep them in the middle because that's the closest that they could uh, you know be to either lane at the same time so Marana I mean she she is sometimes played i don't know if she's a, a meta mid character currently but she is sometimes she's seen played at mid because she has the mobility to be able to get to the lane to gank pretty quickly so you would keep her in the mid lane in artifact much the same way so i i that's that's i don't know that's a flavor win to me so Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, Uh, So let's get to Sacred Arrow. Sacred Arrow is a four-mana black spell card. I noticed that the spell icon is a little bit bigger than it was in the original card, and it has this nice uh, blue glow around it. I don't know if that's because it's temp art, but, I mean, it's a little bit of a UI change. Also, I believe the font on the... Mana cost is different. I don't know if that's the standard Radiance font, which they use for all of the card, ar- uh, card text before. So I don't know if that's a, like a readability thing. I don't know if that's a, a beta temp thing or if it's important for at all. But I, I don't know, something that just struck out at me. Uh, but the text, choose caster, deal two to a unit in any lane, plus one per lane. Uh, do, Oh, sorry. Deal two to a unit in any lane plus one per lane traveled from the caster stun. If a hero slay, if a creep, and it has the keyword cross lane. Uh, so again, I don't know stuff that would be pretty handy to know the rules for, so we can evaluate it. What, what, Mm -hmm. what what the hell is choose caster? Is every hero now, uh, categorically separated by, uh, I guess a melee character or a caster character. What what does that read to you?
0: Okay. So once again, more speculative BS here, but, (laughs) uh, I'm thinking like, is there going to be certain heroes that are of a color type, but you're not allowed to play cards with?
1: Sorry. Could you repeat that? I know. So,
0: so in theory, what if heroes are separated by caster types? Like, there's some that are casters, some aren't. And -hmm. then there's certain cards that only match those who are casters, and those who are maybe warriors can only do this other thing.
1: Okay, so here's an interesting uh, point that might. Support what you're saying. Um, so somebody emailed Artifact Beta feedback. Um, I don't have the post up here. I really, I've been trying to find it. Dude, you knew
0: all the things. I'm I, yeah, very impressed by you. Follow.
1: There's not a lot to follow, but I do. I do keep very close tabs on all things Artifact. I am a huge, huge fan, huge fan. Um, but somebody <laughs> sent them an email. But this one, this one in particular, I think a lot of people know about because it was interesting. Somebody sent them an uh, email talking about how they didn't like how in the original rule set, when you didn't have any heroes in a lane, you couldn't do anything in it because the way that you know artifact works is you have to have a card the same color of the hero that is in the current lane from which you are casting from and they said that it, it, it felt bad because you know you essentially couldn't do anything all you had to do is pass, and mm-hmm. he got a response from somebody in the developers that said that they changed the rule and I, i'm paraphrasing because i'm going off of uh, my memory of the response but you do not need to have the hero in the lane to cast the card so that restriction is now gone if i'm if i'm remembering it correctly and if it is being interpreted correctly so to what you are saying Ooh. that the the point here is since now you don't need it how do we utilize the heroes how do we make the heroes uh i don't know relevant within the lane they are you could use sacred arrow on you know a caster that's in a lane and and deal the damage because otherwise i guess sacred arrow perhaps could not be cast because it's a Uh, perhaps choose caster as a prerequisite i don't know maybe maybe some uh allies could be casters as well that are non-heroes
0: well i'm okay so i'm just yeah true maybe allies that are non or followers or whatever they're called in this game uh (laughs) creeps Uh, yeah
1: they were creeps yes you're correct
0: um they uh maybe they can be casters so that, that would allow for that um it's also interesting because that means that you you're probably gonna have certain heroes that are like this is your fighting hero, you want them in the lane then they're gonna fight, and they're gonna kill creeps one on one and they're not gonna really cast stuff, and then you're gonna kind of like try to hide your caster heroes mm-hmm. in the other lanes like that maybe that's what they're going for um yeah, no this man, this is already getting me excited i don't know what what it is but like the speculation and like yes, just thinking about what they could season. possibly do with this oh it's great
1: <laughs> spoiler season is amongst uh yeah but i think i don't know cross lane is kind of interesting because i don't know if cross lane does that mean that it's a keyword that uh d- i think d- it's a
0: keyword that means that like i think this deal to to a unit if in any lane plus one per lane travel from the caster so it's possible that uh, cross lane abilities will in general do something like that. Like the more lanes they cross over, the more they do. That, that yeah, might be or that a possible it's a,
1: it's it's just for readability. It's a card that can go across lanes, whereas most of the cards only affect the lanes that they're being played in, or something. Yeah, that might
0: be it too. Well, um, what what was the word before for that?
1: I don't I don't think there was a word. I think if it had the arrows next to the mana cost, it was implied mm. that it was being crossed. Yeah, they're so
0: as cross lanes, just the keyword for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, or it or means something different again we don't know we don't know we don't know anything uh, no, Nikita
0: knows all the things no
1: I don't know things I know probably a little bit more than an average observer but that's not saying much instead uh, of a hero slay if a creep uh, just one final thing kind of interesting they changed condemn to slay meaning the act of uh, actually killing if it is a hero uh, that used to be called condemn uh, but now it's called slay so I don't know something new uh, I, I don't. All right. I don't
0: well, know. we're just letting you know that you know, creeps they're they're dying. Okay, they're not getting banished to hell. So yeah. that's that's yes. a very important distinction. Uh, just, them just sounded
1: you know. very brutal. I, I gotta be honest. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> they don't die. They they're stuck in uh they're stuck in uh purgatory for a thousand years or whatever. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Uh, speaking of somebody that was stuck in purgatory for an amount of time, the next hero, Wraith King. If I'm remembering my Dota lore, uh correctly, he was uh, when he when he left as Skeleton King and came back as Wraith King. I think there was some sort of purgatory nonsense. Anyways, Wraith King, uh, Green Hero four um, three. I know for a fact wasn't in the base game. I'm I'm pretty sure Murana was. Yeah, I'm almost certain Murana wasn't. Uh, but Wraith King for sure wasn't. Uh, four, three, uh, if Wraith King looks fragile for a green hero, but built in death shield makes him one of the most survivable units in the game. Uh, and Wraith King's ability, a reactive ability called reincarnation deploy, gain a death shield. And when Wraith King uses a death shield, uh, uses a death shield, heal to full and give enemies minus two attack for their next combat. So Yeah. Uh, un- unkillable standard unkillable unit type thing. Um, from what I understand, I don't remember if deploy. Uh, yeah, deploy is only when he actually gets put in. So after you mm-hmm. kill him once, you have to kill him again. But then after the second time, I believe that uh he finally goes away. Is that how it reads to you?
0: Yes, I mean, or just not die.
1: <laughs> sure. And I then mean- you're
0: like, how do I get him in a different lane when I need him in a different lane? That that'll be your problem.
1: It would be a flavor one for Dota because that's sometimes how it feels when you're playing against a Wraith King, so I mean, for sure. Uh, yeah, seems super solid. Uh, his signature spell is Hellfire Blast. It is a four-mana green spell that says stun a unit this round. Give it plus two, decay for two rounds. Uh, the decay, for, And then we have a note here. The decay from Hellfire Blast works similarly to regeneration, just in reverse. Unless a hero gets healing, it often means death after two turns. I was about to say,
0: when it says stun a unit this round, I'm like, for a Hellfire Blast, that feels very... Uh...
1: <laughs> i mean like, uh, it's 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 what happens at dota i think that's that was the that's the only reason okay,
0: okay no, no but then it said give it two plus two again i'm like okay that kind of makes sense because yeah, it, like your really... health slowly goes down also this is a green card and that ability is very not green from from what i'm used to in artifact
1: you know you're actually true right because green like this is it's, like poison
0: related maybe but like is usually the uh was it the black heroes that did a lot of that
1: the, i mean uh... green had necrophos um there was retaliate through dark seer there was
0: uh but i was just thinking of the ones where like they did this like passive damage over time i don't know i think of the i'm thinking of the heroes that like if you're beside them you just like get dealt damage before
1: yeah no, it's a, it's a, I think no, I think it is a very different type of effect. Um I mean it's a straight up a new keyword it's decay, so it's interesting that. I wonder if the I wonder if all the keywords are going to come back or if they're going to split them up forward or I don't know if some keywords didn't make the cut, but I guess we'll have to
0: Man, I'm just looking at this is like I'm sure this new version of the game is also so difficult to balance cuz they're they're incorporating a lot of this stuff um, but maybe it, there'll be a certain point where, like, I like the game concept. If people like to the play it, then stuff that's, you know, imbalanced will just improve over time.
1: I mean, there was apparently a whole second set that Garfield developed before the game launched that was supposed to come out immediately after, and it was already done and play tested, but we just haven't seen anything. And I'm I'm for sure that has like a bunch more uh, keywords and ideas, at least. Yeah, they can
0: use in the future.
1: This this could be this could be a recycle of one of those uh, previous ideas, but I don't know. Maybe we'll never know, or maybe we will. So
0: uh, our only hope is that, uh, unlike. uh, game of thrones uh when they run out of the original material
1: <laughs> yes yes our hope is to not end up like game with or at least not game of thrones season finale or last season um, the last
0: two seasons which had a lot of merit uh but not a lot of depth
1: yes unfortunately uh sticky grievel with the increased amount of movement in the game a cheap blocker like this little guy could really gum up your opponent's plans sticky Grievel is a one mana 1/1 one, one creep that reads sticky greevil's combat targets has rooted
0: Ooh, um, i already i think i already know what rooted means
1: i think also yeah so you can't well I, it, can't. to me it reads it can't can't move out of the lane essentially yeah can't yeah. reposition and the, the, the stuff like that so you, uh, whatever
0: you do you're going to try to avoid this guy
1: yeah so I guess this probably confirms I don't know if we needed further confirmation that it's still artifact still has that one card in front of your card and the card that your uh that's going to be the card that you are attacking. I don't know if there was any I guess sort of doubt before but I mean we don't know what the rules going to change the rules could have changed completely but this So you think
0: they're just doing what magic does where it's just going to be a straight line?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think this implies that it's going to be exactly, yeah, it's going to be a straight line, and this is sort of like a tech card that you could just put down uh, for a turn and have them stop answering a threat in a different lane, I guess, with Marana's Leap, perhaps.
0: Yeah, losing and winning games on coin flips isn't fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. Stick your Not much to, not much more to say there. Morphling Welp. As you might've guessed, this unit is hilarious. Very, very good. Does it copy both passive and active abilities? Of course it does. So Morphling Welp is a four mana one five creep. And, uh, from the blue color, uh, the play effect is copy innate abilities from the enemy blocking Morphling Welp. It's a ditto. Yeah, it is a ditto. And I mean, it I think it implies, implies it as well. Um, it's an interesting, it's a, that's actually an interesting so, effect. I don't think just on any-
0: play though. So, like this only whoever you're, you play in front of that's your copy. I love cards like this and hate them. Well, <clears throat> this card will never be used offensively, but it also means if someone has a really big unit, you can just be like, "No, like I have that unit too now."
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a very. <clears throat> I like... Is there, sorry? Was there anything else?
0: <clears throat> no, it just it, it cancels. It not necessarily cancels, but it's like a defense. It's a, another defensive tool, I guess. It's the best way to put it.
1: Hundred percent, yeah. Uh, I like it because it I think represents. If we're going by, I mean, obviously, artifact has a lot of Magic the Gathering influences, but it's it fits into that. uh Even in original artifact, blue was the spell color. They were the spell damage kind of controly color, and this is a very blue way of. uh blue way of doing creeps it's not necessarily like a big like a beefy unit set up to fight it's a unit that uses i i guess a control effect to sort of you know be potent enough and do what you need it to do which is either you know block or you know perhaps you kill a unit that has some sort of effect that um you need to have it like say if this game had uh an elusive or flying or something like that this could potentially counter that Mm mm-hmm uh, oh, 100%. I mean, I no, no, I'm good. No, awesome. Yeah, I
0: think we can, can uh, yeah, kind of
1: Exactly, as you might have guessed, that unit was hilarious. So the next unit Defenestrating Ogre. Uh, this is one of the first this is one of the few blue creeps with a big stat line. Uh Defenestrating Ogre is another 5 mana blue creep uh with a 4, uh, four five stat line. The play effect is bounce the enemy blocking Defenestrating Ogre. Uh, bouncing returns a hero to be deployed next round or a creep to the hand. You need to be careful not to bounce units with a strong deploy effect. Um, cool effect.
0: Wait, hold on. Okay. Sorry, I need to reread this so my brain understands. This is one of the few... Bouncing returns a hero to be deployed...
1: So you play it, and the thing that's in front of it goes goes back either to uh, the fountain, if it is a hero, or goes back to their hand if it is a creep. <sighs> that's annoying. It's annoying. I
0: already really don't like them.
1: I think it's really good. I think this. I also don't think there was. I any- don't
0: mind bounce effects, but I, I. You get to that one deck where it's just like, okay, like stop. Let me play the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a. It reduces your mana. It like sets them back a turn because they're probably going to replay it. Chances are you didn't play it on a, a card that has a strong deploy effect.
0: Well, it's a five mana four or five, and f- like if this was taken in our original version of the game, um. Like, this is not a card you would play aggressively, right? True. Like, stat-wise, it would be lower, right? So the idea is, this is technically a lower card, of card, you know, going off the, the base 1.0 1, 1. version of the game. And yet, it does a thing that prevents the opponent from out-tempoing you if they're really aggressive. Or they mm-hmm. have this big thing on the board out not
1: I think it's bizarre that I'm now realizing that original artifact didn't have any bounce effects. It didn't have any return to hand, which seems like such a, such a base core mechanic of, I don't know, pretty much every card game I've played has some sort of bounce effects. Like, it's, it's a very easy to understand concept, but...
0: You know what uh, it did have? It, it, it had me not being able to play anything from my hand because the all locked
1: yes that was that mechanic <laughs> I, we have I, hey it could be coming back we have no clue it could 100 percent be coming back um yeah but it i mean it didn't have any support but yeah when it did uh K- Marie hourglass i believe if i'm if i'm I, i'll after all this time i'll probably still am not pronouncing it correctly but yeah no luck was a uh, luck was annoying um, also
0: you know what if if this game gets to a point where i can have all the cards in my hand like locked but all of a sudden i'm playing with my deck i think we've succeeded. I think mm-hmm. we've created a better game than uh, Yu-Gi-Oh at its current.
1: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> incarnation. Yeah. For, I a hundred percent bounce has more counterplay to it than lock does. So I think it's, you know, better just for, for that fact alone. Uh, but defenestrating ogre. Yeah. Defenestrating ogre um, next up. And finally uh, last, but not dude. Least. this is
0: 14, uh, sorry, 1400 uh, like ups. That's pretty good in the steam community.
1: That's true. I mean, this is. I mean, this is like the first, I guess, update that they've given. That's actually. I mean, we get to see something from the, I don't know, from new from the game. So I, I don't know. I mean, that that's that's probably worth something. Uh, but last but not least, sheepstick. So cute, you might almost feel bad for killing your enemies. Sheepstick is a one mana item card priced at twenty five gold that gives plus five attack to the uh, unit that it is a, um, I guess, equipped to. Uh, it seems to have the consumable uh card type but i don't know maybe that means something different in this current game active uh on a two-turn cooldown costing one mana hex an enemy for two rounds they are stunned and they look like a sheep uh, so this is very similar to the the dota item with the same name uh but actually, no, i was not-
0: gonna say in 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 hearthstone there's a hex that turns you into a
1: frog yeah uh in dota actually just to clarify it's called scythe of vise i know i i I'm not, a, I'm not a Dota player. I play very casually, so I apologize. Um, but yeah, Sheepstick. So, first thing that immediately strikes out, uh, I guess item cards have mana now. What do you think about that?
0: Um, sorry, I, I, I like to think about this before. before I, sure. I, I think, well, it depends how heavy they go in the gold economy and how that's balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, because by having mana you're naturally balancing them with the core set of the game so i guess it might be easier so this is a 25 like if you look at it it's a it's a 25 coins or whatever that will mean in the the new you know economy in the game but that's true yeah i guess i guess the idea is also i don't know what the plus five with the battle thing
1: i I think that's, that's the attack symbol that's the same attack symbol that's on the creep cards and the hero cards
0: um plus five though
1: i mean yeah that 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 does seem substantial i guess if we're going by the old economy 25 is probably the the higher end but i mean again you're right okay
0: regardless of the economy i just want to say essentially the idea is you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna buy for a lot of gold and you're gonna have a cheaper spell to use that has effect but that gives them i guess more ability to kind of balance around the fact that like it can't just be like, well, the, I mean, this is what would happen, right? Especially if you, uh, let's just say you're running that gold, like some kind of build with, with where you're getting a lot of gold, and then you're like, okay, I have all these like ridiculous items that I can just use one after the other, no matter what, mm-hmm. right? And I don't, this, if anything, this means I, I just I can't just play them right away. I have to have, make the choice: do I play now? Uh, do I prioritize other cards in my hand possibly? So, um, from that perspective, I like it.
1: Yeah, hundred hundred percent agree. Um, assuming we're interpreting it correctly, and that actually is uh, like a mana cost associated with it, I think that's actually yeah, I completely agree with you. That's like that's a good change that adds, I think, more play to the item cards. Um, I guess if we're still gonna be- wait, wait, wait,
0: hold on, hold, hold on. So it says active two, and it costs one mana. Yeah, but you, s- I'm still confused about the plus five. Like, it gives me no indication well, what that could possibly mean. I think Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: I, I think it's equip. Well, I are you saying that like previous item cards would say uh, equipped, uh, equipped hero has plus five attack? Um, I forget if that's actually the way that... I don't oh, yeah, know what
0: the... Big. It would the give symbol. plus five attack. Is that because, what you're saying?
1: Yeah, the symbol is the same symbol that's on uh, creep cards in the attack icon. Okay. Like that sword icon, it's the exact same one. Um, but you're correct that item cards, before they would say equipped hero has plus two attack, they wouldn't, they wouldn't give it a, through a symbol. Um, I, so
0: I, I guess it makes sense. I guess after a while, I'll just, like, they'll just have less writing on their cards and it, it'll just be like you've gotten used to, like... Well, it's not bad. It's not bad in general to have, like, okay, this is like this giant symbol thing with a number instead yeah. of having a lot of writing, okay? I can tell you because... Um, as any as any oh player can note, uh, you know they've they've essentially probably read more writing in their life than a lot of people have read books. <laughs> yeah, than a lot of
1: historians probably too. Um, but I yeah no, I think it's cool. I also don't. I mean, the, this whole active two one mana thing. I don't believe there were active abilities in artifact that actually costed mana. I think they were all just cooldown based. Which is something that
0: oh okay my mind my mind now understands this better anyway keep going
1: <laughs> okay yeah um, after I you will... said
0: that my mind went okay <laughs> anyway,
1: yeah yeah because I don't I, yeah I'm I'm almost certain that base artifact did not have yeah any sort of activated abilities with a cooldown which. I why i I don't know why not i i don't know maybe they were had like mana really finely balanced so they felt that there was no room for something like that but i think it's a it makes sense it's easy to understand i don't maybe it makes sense because i'm a card game player and i'm very familiar with that mechanic but um yeah i think it's good it's a you know something to spend your resources on because there are sometimes i I guess in original artifact there are turns occasionally where you you have excess mana you know maybe one or two um you know something to spend it on uh but yeah, Sheepstick uh, has an interesting purple glow on the text box. I think that's something new we haven't seen before. Uh, I don't know. Will it stick? Art's cute. Hopefully that sticks. Uh, anything I, else to say about it?
0: I, I'll say in general, I, I do think, because you're, you're talking about like the writing earlier, I think decreasing the amount of possible writing they have on each card uh, and increasing like the size as much as they can, I think does help the game in general um because you don't want to be like squinting your eyes and and having a tough time figuring out the information right yeah Um, so i think anything they can do it doesn't mean to like dumb down the game but like using keywords or using um maybe larger larger text or whatever it is i think all that stuff just helps make the game a little uh just more enjoyable to look at i guess is the word
1: yeah no i completely agree i mean readability it's just sometimes i mean as long as it's all uh i guess kerned and lined up correctly then yeah no completely agree i, I like yeah I, I don't mind big text at all uh but yeah sheepstick uh that's the last card that those were the one two three four five six seven eight card spoilers that we got from artifact 2.0 the first card spoilers that we've seen uh after all this time uh I, I don't know what to I don't know what to make of them. They look cool. They represent a bunch of new ideas. Uh yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. That's that's, that's about all I can say. What about you?
0: Uh 100%. No, I'm excited as well. Uh I'd like to uh thank Valve for uh giving us content this week. Um for so For sure. I mean, let me put it this way. Like we can do 40 minutes. I think we proved that this episode before yeah. before we have to use their content, but like you know, another one next week so we can keep this going, you
1: know. Uh, please, yeah, keep it going. I think people are like starting to I'm Even starting to see it's... like old faces come back. It's great.
0: Three cards per week. All right. That'll be enough. That'll be enough. Um no, I've I really enjoyed it. Uh Nikita, do you want me to wrap up the show a bit here? Yes, yeah, please is, is do.
1: Time? I think I think that's about everything we've got to.
0: Um so I hope you enjoy the show. Uh once again, we will be back next week, possibly, possibly not. Who knows? Um, you know, we're we're like uh, uh, I guess a kinder, uh, Easter egg for,
1: uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for... I guess it's
0: appropriate nowadays. Uh, you never know what you're going to get, um, but it's always a cheap plastic. Um, no, I, I was going to say also, uh, shout outs to paint. I have to always do that now. Um, shout outs to paint. Uh, to paint. uh <laughs> I should just give it no context, just paint, you know, like paint, like on the wall. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I hope, you know, we, whether it's in a week or two weeks, uh, I hope you are, uh, you know, following the feed. Uh, that'd be good. Uh, if you want to help us out, if you really enjoy the show, just let other people know. All right, we're around. Um, we're going to be as regular as, uh, as the content is regular. Um, I think Nikita and I have spoken before on, we don't want the show ever to become what the, although I think there is definitely some gems in the last couple of episodes, <laughs> Uh, of yeah. the artifact uh, original run, um we don't want the show to just be all over the place we want it to be focused content heavy and uh so we'll release shows when we feel like we can fulfill like na like let's just say around an hour um with with artifact related content and not other content so yeah, talking uh, about stuff worth right.
1: talking about
0: exactly exactly so yeah. uh w- the more we can do that, the more shows you'll get uh yeah just so. I think on our end, too, like just doing a weekly show for the sake of doing a weekly show is not it's good for the purpose of like, oh, I'm a content creator. I'm trying to release regular content. Uh, But for us, for this show, at least in particular, it's more about we enjoy the game um, and we want to talk about it when we're we're excited about the ideas, excited things that are coming our way um, as opposed to like, oh, uh, you know, there's not really much changing right now, you know? So yeah, uh, yeah, the long spiel. But anyway, uh, see you all. Uh, if for those who celebrate, happy Easter and have a good one.
1: Bye-bye. Bye bye.